So, what did they... Oh, yeah. Hello. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Just like... How that. are you today? <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> that was said so hello. seductive. How was it seductive? Trying to come on to our audience? That wasn't seductive. That, that was, was seductive. Seductive is... Hello, sir, madam. There's a difference. But you said that exactly the same. No, I about didn't. The sir I said hello. Madam. No, you said hello. That's what you said. I don't think I did. <laughs> yes, you did. Hello, and welcome to Shelf Checkout. I'm Araceli. And I'm Sonia. And today we are going to have another bookish discussion. Today we are talking about whether or not it is quote-unquote better to read with tracking, like while you're tracking what you're reading, or read without tracking just to read. So we're going to get more into that later and explain more in depth what we mean. But first, uh, we're going to talk about what we have been reading or what we have just finished. Strap in, folks. So I just finished <laughs> the Ask and the Answer. I'm not going to talk about it much because it is the second book in the Chaos Walking series by Patrick Ness. Which but we my, have talked about before. <laughs> on the but podcast. my God. <laughs> the anger and rage. Because I, I I'm not going to lie. I just finished this last night. And the anger and rage I still have inside of me... <laughs> for what happened and certain characters is not healthy <laughs> it's not but you know what it's okay because it was a really really good book it's such a good book the whole series is so good i gave it five stars did you see that yay no i didn't i only did it i, d- I refused to give the first one five stars because of the rage that i felt with that one <laughs> I did give the second one five stars, though. But you felt more rage. I felt more rage. But the first one, my complaint was that the ending was... It's, oh, my God. Fuck, do I want to talk about a fucking cliffhanger? But the second one, yes, also, like, I need to start reading the third, but I also need to give myself a break because that's just not healthy to have that much rage constantly. <laughs> um, but the intelligence... I'm not going to talk about it much, but the intelligence of the fucking villains... Yeah. I'm trying not to yell because we do have mics, but oh my God, they're so smart. And I don't know if this is spoiler or not. I don't think it is, but you don't know who's good or bad. Mm -hmm. It is literally, it's just a story about young people caught in war and like the choices and the things that you have to do when that's going on. Like, and yes, this is set in space. You know, you find that out in the first one. Um, it's a sci-fi book, but it really is as at its core. It's a story about young people caught in war and just trying to survive. Like there's no good. There's no bad. At least from my perspective, there's no good or bad side. It's just about these kids trying to make it through. And it's so freaking heartbreaking. And Mm -hmm. just the rage that I feel because you want it so badly to be, they, you want them to be okay. Mm. And it's just, it's just, ugh. I would like to clarify, there is no good or bad side with the protagonists, because there is a bad side. <laughs> there's, there's a, I think there's a bad, there's an evil side, and then there's a bad side. Like, there's just bad, and there's just more bad. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. I don't feel like there's a good side, which, you know. Is, is that a, what you're trying to say? Yeah, there's okay. no, like, 
it's not like good versus evil. It's like your choice between bad and more bad. Like, yeah, it's just, ugh, I don't like it. I, I mean, I, I love it. It's a really good book. <laughs> I, I love the book, but the rage that I feel because of just, and I'm rage. No, it's rage. Rage is the right word. I was going to say it's not the, no, it's the right word that I feel because of what happened and just how smart these, like, there's a lot of respect for how smart they are too, but oh mm-hmm. my God. They're so good at being manipulative and evil. Like, they do that so well. But, like, 25 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, how did he... Oh, my... I still can't get over a part that I cannot say. But, anyways, I can't say much about it, but it's very, very, very good. You want to get your heart broken? You want to feel some yeah. types of ways? It depends on the kind of person you are. Because, see, I read the series, and I always get, like, super sad. I mean, it is sad, but... I don't get angry. Like, oh, I get Sonia. so mad. <laughs> I just get, like, sad. Like, I'm just crying the whole time. But I, I don't mind it. I was too mad to cry. <laughs> I could not believe that he... Oh, my God. Okay. Again, second book in the series. Can't say much, but so good. So good. And you will never call these freaking endings. I'll say that. If you like a book where you just, you think you know what's happening and you don't, both very good. First and second. I'm mm. going to read the third. Might take a little bit of a break, but going to read the third. Um, on a lighter note, because I'm trying to vary my reading because I don't want to be mad all the time. <laughs> um, I have also briefly want to mention, I have also been reading the Adventure Zone graphic novels. The first one was Here There Be Gerblins. The second one is Murder on the Rockport Limited. I did buy the whole set because I just discovered this podcast, which is The Adventure Zone by the McElroy family, I think. I don't know. Apparently, it's a very popular. Lynn manuel Miranda is like a huge fan and is friends with them. Aww. Like became friends with him after becoming a fan of their podcast. That's so cool. I know. It's so exciting. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I just discovered this. I'm very, very late to it, but... It's an amazing D&D podcast, so I got the graphic novels, and the graphic novels are really good. I just finished the second one, and they threw in, like, this little hint, so it's like a, it's like an actual story. It's not just, like, here's the graphic novel based on what they've been saying in the podcast, which it is, but there's also, like, this narrative kind of going through that's continuing on in the other books, and I'm like, that's cool. Oh, that is cool. And the artwork is very, very good. So, I don't know. I'm really liking that, too. I'm reading a lot of graphic novels this year. Yeah. I'm liking that. Mm. I think it's a lot easier, and usually they're a lot lighter. Yes. Well, I don't know. Was that other one? Yeah. Because you did read that one. But I think it also, in my trying to be varied and not angry all the time, it's like, even if it is sad, it's over very quickly, and then I can go on to the next one. Mm, That's true. What have you been, or what did you just finish? Um, I also just finished the Ask and the Answer a little bit before you, not last night, but... Um, yeah, I was, I took so long, but... It's okay. The emotions! It's okay. It's too much. Um, I've also read it before, so, like, I knew what was coming, so it didn't hit me as hard, so I was able to get through it faster. No warning. Because I was just... That is how it's supposed to be, Sonia. You could have prepared me a little bit. It's like... Don't get attached to this person. <laughs> uh, I warned you in the first one. I'm not doing it again. Anyway. <laughs> so I was able to get through it and just like appreciate the masterful writing and the wonderful plot. Good. 
um, without getting too much in my feelings because I've already been through that. So that one was really good. I also finished the second book in the Skullface bookseller Honda-san by <laughs> Honda series. It's a Japanese manga set in a bookstore in Japan, I'm assuming, um, that because it's based on a real person and her exploits as a bookseller she works in a bookstore and so because it's based on real people all the people don't actually have faces like they obscure them in some way so she is actually a skeleton um and then her co-workers like have different things on their heads so like and they're referred to by whatever is covering their face so like paper bag son oh plague mask son (laughs) Because for some reason, Chief, I don't know if they call them Chief over there or that was just a translation, but like all her bosses are called Chief something. Um, One is Chief Magician because he is a book wizard. (laughs) That was in the second book. It was really funny. I remember you talking about that, yeah. Um, And it's just like the exploits that she goes through um, being a bookseller and having to deal with customers and having to deal with... um, publishing companies and wholesalers which I didn't know existed but apparently they do and apparently they're a pain in their ass um so it's it's interesting and it's all told through a comedic lens which is amplified even more when it's a random assortment of like creatures having (laughs) the encounters it's really exaggerated though isn't it yeah it really is I'm pretty sure I mean, I would hope so, because there's this one scene where they're doing the wholesalers, because apparently wholesalers are in between publishers and the bookstores, so they'll have books, like large amounts of books sometimes, um, that the publishers don't have, and so they were looking for this one book that was sold out, and everyone wanted one, and, um... They realized that the wholesaler had it, like, on their website. It said the wholesaler might have it. And apparently it's not always accurate. And so there's this scene where one of the employees is, like, latched onto the wholesaler's waist. And she's like, I found the wholesaler. <laughs> and her co-workers are like, good job, don't let him go. And he's like, oh, we don't have it, I swear. I'm sorry, they're not always right. Please have mercy. And she's like squeezing him tighter. And it's like, but it says you have it. So I don't think that actually happened because I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Um, I mean, you do what you got to do to get the book. I fully relate to that. Like, you said the book is here. <laughs> Why is it not? So, yeah. They're, they're like, things like that. I find them enjoyable. that far off these, though. <laughs> I mean, if it is, Japan is having a great time over there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I just love... It. Also, just the, the way the main character is, she's, like, kind of, like, timid and shy. And sometimes other people's, like... You know how, like, you come across, like aggressive and enthusiastic to someone yeah when you like say something you can sometimes yeah and she depicts it in such a way where like their aggressive words to her like is like 
it's the word on a fist and it's punching her in the face <laughs> and she's being like blown back by assaulted it. <laughs> yes and, and then it cuts to the next frame where it's just them standing there next to each other she's assaulted by this enthusiasm <laughs> it's too much it's really I, funny yeah highly I, I recommend i do want to read those Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll pick those up. Again, graphic novels, great this year. Mm-hmm. My brain can't handle too much. No. Okay, so moving on to uh, the point of today's uh, episode, reading challenge. Or not reading challenge, just reading trackers. I wanted to ask that. Yeah. So when you're talking about tracking reading, are you talking about challenges or just keeping just, just simple keeping track? Just keeping a track, yeah. Oh, okay. Whether that is with, um, you know, like Goodreads or... Um, Storygraph or other websites or like a reading journal where you like write down everything that you read. Okay. My question or one that I have seen brought up before is, is it as pure as just reading to read and not doing like not keeping track of anything or your face? <laughs> just immediately. As soon just as it said triggered the word pure. me and I don't know why but it did. <laughs> immediately i'm like fuck that <laughs> was that conveyed on my face yes, okay it's good to know continue with your question i'm sorry my i can't hide shit sometimes i'm a very emotional person um but yes continue what do you mean it's fine it's fine whereas like do you think that does it kind of like convolute not convolute, but like warp your brain. That's the word I'm trying to think of into being like, oh, I need to read because I need more numbers. Like I have to meet this certain number rather than reading for readings. Enjoying enjoying an experience. Honestly, fuck that. So (laughs) let's get into this because I didn't know that's what you meant. Okay. Who gives a damn? (laughs) Like if I'm reading because I have set a personal goal for myself, that I want to read 10 books this year because I'm not a reader, but I would like to read more. So let me mm-hmm. set a number and then I'm reading just to get that number. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm a reader. If you read one book, you are a reader. This elitist view of like, you're not enjoying the pure experience or whatever. Who gives a shit? It goes back to the book shaming thing. Let someone mm-hmm. read whatever they want to read for whatever reasons they have to read why must you have an opinion on what someone else does okay i'm sorry i didn't know i would be this triggered already (laughs) like i didn't expect this today but you know what let's go (laughs) i don't think it matters i don't if someone is reading because they're just trying to reach a number fine let them read. Maybe that's how they're trying to get back into reading after years of not reading. Mm-hmm. And if someone else is reading just because they do just enjoy reading, that's absolutely fine. They might reach 150 books because they enjoy reading graphic novels, or they might reach 15 books because they like nonfiction or they like thicker books of, you know, just like huge narratives of sci-fi and fantasy. And that's absolutely fine too. I don't think, I don't think, to get back to the, like, the point of this, I don't think tracking harms it mm-hmm. at all. Um, purely for me, from my own personal reasons, I do like keeping track of the number, but I'm also very competitive. And it's like a motivation for me mm-hmm. to continue reading and to 
I have something to strive for. This year particularly, I've been more just reading just what I want when I want. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than trying to do like reading challenges and things like that, which is why I was asking what you were saying. Um, because that's a whole nother issue of I was getting too competitive and it was taking some of the enjoyment out. <clears throat> but that was on me. Mm-hmm. So I do like overall, though, saying I'm going to read 50 books this year and at least trying to reach that. But like I said, this year I'm doing it in a healthier way for me, which is just reading what I want to read. But that number is still a little bit of a motivator and I don't see anything wrong with tracking that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I agree. I think that um, I have seen that before with like booktubers and stuff. Certain ones. I don't remember who, though, where it's like like you're not doing it for the right reasons type of thing but I don't think it takes away from it and I think sometimes like it depends on the person like sometimes the tracking isn't even like part of the reading it's like a separate hobby that is also enjoyable that goes with it that's not even like it doesn't tie into I mean obviously it does tie into it but it doesn't like it's not for the same enjoyment yeah. And, like, some people just like, like, organizing and, like, figuring out and, like, displaying it in pretty ways and yeah. things like that. Some people are more goal-oriented and, mm-hmm. you know, they might have that just because they would, they have certain goals they'd like to meet that year and that might mm-hmm. be one of them. But that not that's not to say that it's going to take away from the enjoyment of actually reading. Mm-hmm. And I would say, the only thing I would say is that sometimes when it does get into that mindset of like you're reading it just to read and not to enjoy it like that's sometimes how you find your favorite books is because you just keep reading stuff and I don't know you have more quantity but sometimes you have really good quality in Mm -hmm. there as well and I would say one thing that's helpful for me and I saw this the other day with you um specifically was Uh, remembering what you have read (laughs) because I was asking you if you'd read something and you're like hold on I gotta check my goodreads and I'm like you can't just look at the title and know if you've read it I do not remember are you kidding I used to read a lot (laughs) you know what that's a lot even if I don't read a lot I still forget what I read because that's a whole thing too that's like a whole another thing that we should probably do another episode on of like just memory recall with reading I have terrible memory recall I can remember certain aspects and like the feeling and the essence of the books Mm -hmm. but I will absolutely forget what this was about like I just did a book review for work completely forgot what the book was about like I remembered (laughs) parts of it didn't remember anything else I had to ask you about that Um, oh I remember yeah (laughs) but it is, it, it's nice to, for me personally, mm. it's nice to have a record. So mm-hmm. do I sometimes go off of that and create entire spreadsheets and I want stats of how many pages and how many genres and how many different things? Yes, I have done that in the past. Mm-hmm. But you know what? When I was trying to remember if I've read some books the other day, I went back to that spreadsheet and look what was there. It was all organized for me. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Does that, and that is like another hobby, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. like keeping track and seeing and accomplishing little things. It's like, if I've done nothing else this year, then I've at least done this one. Like Mm -hmm. it's a separate hobby though. But the whole thing about not having, not reading for the right reasons, what are the right reasons to read? Like, tell me what that is. Cause I do not understand that. Mm -hmm. Let people like what they want to like. And if they like 
meeting a goal, like if they decide they want to read 10 um, self-help books this year, let them fucking read the 10. Like, it, who cares why they're reading it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a personal experience. It, is, it has nothing to do with anyone else. I think to them, it's just like the pure like enjoyment of reading something like because you want to read it and not because there's some external motivation to force you to read. But like you said, that can help you discover yeah, some can. books. Like this kind of harkens back to some reading challenges. Mm-hmm. They can be toxic if you want to use that word. If you get into a mentality of like, I need to accomplish this goal. And I only say that because that's how I am. Like, and it becomes overwhelming sometimes. Mm. But that's just me and my own competitiveness, like just an issue. But, (laughs) but like it helps you discover different things that you wouldn't Mm. have before. So I don't see, I I guess I understand what they mean when they're like, I'm reading this book just because I want to read it because I want to enjoy it. But if you have an external motivation or an extra motivation of like, I need to read another book this month. Let me pick this up. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't see a problem with that. And personally, I, I think it helps me. I'm like, I may have picked the wrong choice because there's no one here on the other side. So we're both like, yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, <laughs> to play devil's advocate. No, I can't because it just <laughs> fucking triggered me. I mean, could you see a reason to not track besides it being just overwhelming? Or, like, too focused on a goal. That's the only downside I see is when I know personally, like, I only set 50 books this year. And that's been great because I haven't really been paying that much attention to the number. Mm -hmm. But when I had, like, 100 or, like, 150, I would get too focused on especially Goodreads. They have that handy-dandy little thing of, like, you're this many books behind schedule. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, don't say that. (laughs) So, I mean, take your... Take your goals in moderation and things like that. I've finally learned, I think. We'll see how I am by the mid-year. But that's really the only kind of downside I see to tracking is that, depending on your personality, it could get too overwhelming. My thought would be more like, like it can become more about that than reading. Like, you're not picking books that would spark joy in you. Not to use what's her face but um, Marie Kondo yeah that one because you're just picking books to fill the whether it is like I want to put it down in my journal or I want to track it on Goodreads like you're just picking a book because you want to add it to your stack as opposed to picking a book because you would want to read it I mean uh, yeah okay I do see that because I am thinking um you know what? I can't even blame her, though. I was thinking of a friend who, she reads 100 books every year. I think she actually put it to 130 this year. And, like, in December, sometimes there's a scramble of, like, oh, got to get these books. She just starts tearing through uh, these books. But you know what? She, even then, the books she's picking are books that she enjoys and books that she likes. I really admire her as a reader. Cassandra, if you're listening, girl goals is all I'm saying. Um Whereas me, I'm like, oh, let's grab this children's book because I need to get these numbers in. Um, but even then, I don't know. I feel like but that's just going back to that like elitist of like, you're not reading for the pure experience. And it's like, what is a pure experience? If someone's, if someone, mm. yes, needs to meet a quota and picks up 10 kids books, 
maybe they find that they enjoy children's books and enjoy the artwork. And so like, it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. Like I understand the other side, Mm. like you want as a reader, as a librarian who wants people to read and to enjoy reading, you don't want to force something on them. Mm. So like you have to read these five books by the end of this year and then they just pick up any and they don't enjoy any and then Mm -hmm. they don't like it but I feel like that's how you experience and that's how you grow is just by a wide variety so tracking I don't think is a bad thing Mm -hmm. because you can kind of see and maybe go back and see you know did I enjoy this month of reading where I read a whole bunch of historical books no but did I really enjoy these two science fiction ones I read yes like I think that's on the reader, though, to go back and kind of see what their experience was. Mm -hmm. And even if they pick up a bunch of books that overall they don't like, there might be aspects of them that they do like that they wouldn't have experienced if they hadn't have been in that rush or been trying to get this number, been trying to like, oh, I just want to add another entry to my journal. But that then they can expand on later, yeah. Yeah, but you know, again, it is—it's back on the reader of like whether you're trying to meet, meet a goal or not. They need to make those choices of what they want to read and what they don't want to read, and like what they want to experience. I, I don't think the tracking itself is the issue. Okay. At least I don't. I don't think so. I think it's the issue might be on setting the goal. Mm-hmm. I don't, th- I think tracking is fine as far as like people take notes and people keep count and stuff like that's fine. Some people love that and it is a hobby, mm-hmm. but I think where it kind of can take away from the experience or whatever is in setting that goal of, I want to read this or I want to read this many books or I need to read these bestsellers so that I can do a book tube on it. Like I can see how some people would say that takes away from the experience, but again, they're still getting some sort of experience from that, whether it's they like the book or they don't like this type of book, there's still value coming out of that. Yeah, my thought wasn't so much as like setting a goal, more so as like when you're tracking, you're seeing that number go up. Mm -hmm. And like, even if you don't have a goal, sometimes you get like that, like dopamine of like, oh, Mm -hmm. the number is higher. Mm -hmm. And so you're like trying to get that higher, Mm -hmm. even if you don't have a goal. I mean, I say this because now I'm thinking about tracking, like, as far as, like, keeping a reading journal and taking notes and things like that, which is something that I always want to do, but just never end up Mm -hmm. actually completing. And is that, it's another form of tracking, but do you think that takes away from the reading experience? And I don't think it does. Like, I'm not good at it. Like, I've tried to, like, take notes while I'm reading, and it does kind of take me out of the story. Mm Mm-hmm. But I know people who can do it and they can do it well and they have absolutely no issue. They're in that story or they're like marking pages and stuff. I tried it once. I marked every damn page. (laughs) I tried to color coordinate. It was just not, it was not good. I mean, the story itself was also not great, but, um, (laughs) but I don't think again that that takes away from the reading experiences for them. That is a hobby. It's like another Mm -hmm. hobby and they enjoy doing that. And it goes back and helps them as far as that memory recall, which I have horrible, uh, practice with. Like, I think that would help me with that of like, yes, I did love this book because look at all these notes that I took in. I don't know. I just feel like it's a separate hobby, but it's, it's just like, if reading is the outfit, that is the accessory. Like it just adds to the experience. Mm. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I can say that I haven't actually tried the tabbing or the note taking as I'm reading. 
I've contemplated it, and I, I feel, I'm always impressed by people who can. I know. But, it, yeah, I agree with you. It seems like it doesn't interrupt their flow, and I don't know how, because, like, I don't, like, even when I have to stop for another reason, like, because I have to like I'm crying. live life for, <laughs> yeah, I'm usually crying more than you are, so that kind of takes me out of it a little bit, too. And so I don't know how I would be able to do, like, the tapping in them. But, like, if you can, and if it's not a hindrance, I say more power to you. And I agree that, like, the, the tracking doesn't really, like, have a part of that. I mean, wouldn't you say that it adds to... Like, if you're reading for enjoyment and you're reading to enjoy the story, mm-hmm. taking notes might be a way for you to enjoy that even more mm-hmm. like I said for memory recall but also because you were that I don't know I feel like the whole pure experience what they're trying to say is that you're reading and you're not enthralled by the story that the entire world goes away but it's not everyone's like that that's true yeah I think that does make sense the way you are interpreting it but yeah and not every story is like that but that doesn't mean there's no value in it there's, yeah, that doesn't mean that you didn't enjoy that story. Mm-hmm. I just think experiencing books is such a subjective thing. It's it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different with just the one person. Every book you read is going to give you a different experience. So every person is going to have multiple different experiences, even on the same book. Like, it's not, let people read the way they want to read. If they want to track it, track it. It's mm-hmm. fine. It doesn't take away. Yeah, and I, again, with the, like, judgment mentality um the like judging books mentality thing like i don't understand why they get so bent out of shape about it like how does what i'm doing affect you because like i don't like i don't pay attention to other people who read like that sounds bad but like i'm not like watching what they do and like oh it's gonna affect me in some way it's not that'd be weird if you did (laughs) (laughs) think about that (laughs) If I watched you reading, are you telling me you wouldn't be weirded out? No, yeah, I would be. Right? Because like, be, you'd be in my house, first of all, because <laughs> I don't read anywhere else. Like, what the fuck are you doing here, bitch? Outside your window. <laughs> Did you get to this page yet? <laughs> I mean... Also, no, not going to lie, it's kind of boring watching someone read. I know. There's that whole... Like, this is completely side note. Um... There's this thing of, like, look at a person read or date a girl who reads, I think it's, like, a quote by someone. Um, Because it's, like, and watch her face as she reads, the way that it opens up. And I'm, like, you should, like, the way way that it, like, it brightens, her face lights up when she reads a certain passage. Get the fuck away from me, ho. Okay. No, because that's not what's happening here. When I'm reading, I'm fucking angry or I'm crying (laughs) or, like, there's no, like, like like brightening smile on my face as I read there's either cringing because this character's fucking embarrassing and you have to shut the book or like <laughs> it's not it's not pretty it's like I think it's the type of books you read I mean yes there's always <laughs> anger or cringing or <laughs> mostly anger but anyways I'd be creeped out though like be like sir don't you have better things to do with your life get the fuck out of here I'm busy is what I would tell him. Like, I'm I'm doing things right now, which I'm living through this world. Get the fuck away. Yeah. But anyway, but the point is, sorry for that. <laughs> Side tangent. But the point is, if someone else is reading, 
yay like they're reading mm-hmm. and it's it's such a personal thing why do you care mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i think we both agree on that that like reading is just reading and no this or that or one is more better than the other like it's yeah. just you just read however you want to read there's no correct way to read Okay, so with that, um, we're going to move on to our bookish query, which is, I think, might be a little shorter today, because I feel like there's not too much in-depth analysis, but then sometimes I, we surprise me, so... Um, you surprise you, or I surprise <laughs> It's mainly you. Um, Thanks. Who surprises me? Um, so, the bookish query today is, do you prefer booktube or book podcasts. I don't, I don't, there's not like a, sh- a shorthand for that. Booktube report. Uh, Bookcast. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't consumed as much bookcast. I think book podcast, however you want to call it, bookish mm-hmm. podcast. I haven't consumed as much of that as I have booktube. But based on my limited experience, I think, I think I actually prefer book podcast. Really? Yeah, because then it's usually a conversation between people and like you're getting the back and forth and you're getting multiple perspectives. Whereas book tube, it's just one person being like, here's what I like. Here's a review. Whereas mm-hmm. book cast, it's a conversation of here's the books that I like. It could be like, here's a review, but also like that's like there's a back and forth and there's more. I feel like there's more intimacy. That's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, that works too. I it's was gonna not say just meat. The sexual word, Tanya. Well, I was, I was gonna say meat. I, was gonna, <laughs> I mean, that one is. No, it's not. There's more like to the discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, I love hearing people talk about books, especially books that they love and enjoy. And as much as BookTube does do that, I feel like it's more like, here's the book. Here's my review. Let's move on. And that's not, I mean, that's great. That's not bad. But Mm -hmm. I do like the back and forth because I feel like you get more of a personal experience with it. Hmm. I think I would say I prefer BookTube to BookCast. (laughs) Strange times. Yeah, I know. We're different. Um, I know. That never happens. Never. Um, Because I do love reading. I will say that because that's going to sound bad. But... (laughs) I'm not so much, I don't particularly, like, I easily get bored when it's books that I don't know. And I feel like with BookTube, it's a lot easier for me to still stay, like, attached because the visual adds something to it and the personality of the BookTuber, I think, especially if you've been watching someone for a long time, like, you know them and, like, it's easier to stay focused and watch when they're talking about things that you don't care about, uh, me personally, <laughs> than book podcasts. Because, like, I tune out so fast. Like, <laughs> I mean, not that you shouldn't listen to our podcast, but <laughs> if you're like me, maybe try a booktube. Um, no, tell them, I mean, <laughs> unless we're about to make a booktube, then no. don't say that. Hell no, my Come God. back, please. <laughs> Um, cause like I've tried listening to book podcasts before and there's some that I do like, but I can only do like maybe an episode at a time if that, like, and then I'll come back like 
three weeks later. <laughs> you know, okay, so I will admit, now that you say that, the bookish podcast that I've listened to in the past, I don't listen to consistently or constantly. It's more like, oh, I feel like listening to this today, so I'll put it on or whatever. And there's really only, like, two that I'm thinking of. Um, So it's not like... Oh, gotta catch next week's episode. Although I hope that you're like that with us. <laughs> that <laughs> so would just, be nice. Yeah. I feel like now we're just like book book po- bookish podcasts are horrible. <laughs> it's like no 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 no. <laughs> Come back. We're amazing. <laughs> but it is. I don't know. I I it is easier. I would say to, on BookTube to be like, I specifically want to hear about this book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what you're trying to say, or yeah. what you said very eloquently, but my brain is... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on cold medicine right now. Um, <laughs> so my brain's taking a little bit longer. So yeah, what? so I agree with what you're trying to say of that it's easier to, like, if you want to know a review on this certain book. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, now, fuck. See, now I'm thinking about booktubers that I do watch, mm-hmm. although I don't watch them that consistently either. As much as I like the bookish community <laughs> online. All of them. Everywhere. All of them. I think I just consume it in different, like... Phases. Yes. Like, so certain like, points you'll be on this, and then you'll be like, ah, I want to try this now. Yes. And then... God, you understand me so yeah. well. Because, like, right now... <laughs> <laughs> you do. Okay. I mean, because my brain's not working, but you're you're helping me right now. <laughs> Me on cold medicine is fine. Just carry your celly around. She'll translate for me. Um, because, like, right now, I would say the one that I'm consuming the, the most is probably book talk. Mm. Or, well, no, I would say book, book talk. Not even like bookstagram because I'm kind of off of mm-hmm. that right now. So I think it's just phases, but I feel like that's with most social media. You kind of, mm-hmm. you end up on TikTok for a while or you end up on YouTube for a while or you end up so... I wouldn't say one over the other. I would just say I do prefer more of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, if I had a choice of all of them, I would prefer the conversation. But I feel like they each have their own merits, and social media you consume in different spurts and phases anyways, so... I would agree with that, but I would also say, at least for me, like, I like feeling a connection to the the people, and Mm. I feel like it's harder for me to form that connection with book podcasts than with booktube because i feel like i have like the ones that i've watched for a while i'm like oh i know them like i know what they're like i know Mm -hmm. even though it's not you know yeah but whereas like i have this podcast that i've been listening to for a while and i feel like i still don't know their personalities or like i feel like i still don't know them. i feel like they're funny and like i listen to them because they're funny but i wouldn't say i can like tell what they're like hmm and like, do you I think, think that's, that's just purely based on the visual, though? Because you can also see them. Yeah, because you can see their mannerisms as well as hearing how they talk and what they say, and so it helps you. See, I just feel like having attempted a book talk and having now booktube. I mean, sorry, booktube, and <laughs> it was not good. Um, and now doing the bookish podcast. I feel like I can be more myself here. Mm-hmm. Not because you can't see me, but because I just think the format lends itself to more intimacy of like, mm-hmm. if I want to go off on a book, I'm going to go, like, I'm going to go off and it's, it's fine. Whereas if I tried to record this, 
I just feel like it would be all over the place and someone would be like, I can't watch that. She's she's just... Crazy. Yeah. That girl got problems. But in a podcast, it's like, I feel like it's a conversation. I'm listening to someone mm. yell. <laughs> and for some reason, I find that very soothing. What kind of <laughs> podcast do you listen to? No, I'm saying that's what they should be saying about this. <laughs> okay. So I think the point she's trying to make is that our booktube will be dropping next week. <laughs> No, hell no. Uh-uh. In the coming, you, this summer. You'll be doing that by yourself, ho. <laughs> there will be a grand premiere of our booktube this summer, so check back. I will be the camera person? No, 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 no. No, I will not be on camera. You can be in a mask. <laughs> no, it's not happening. So on that announcement, surprise. Uh, yes. No, 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 no. It, it's, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> check back. <laughs> That was it for today's episode. Um, despite what we said, please come back. <laughs> we are great. We promise. We are giving you quality. Yes. It's wonderful here. <laughs> you love it, don't you? That was said so... Cr- like, like you're trying to hypnotize any <laughs> listeners that we do have. It's fine. It's fine. We, you should come back. So if you have any thoughts on uh, today's topic, which was the tracking versus not tracking, let us know. At the end of the day, I, you know, we both seem to think that it's a personal experience and, you know, but let us know if you feel any differently. Also, if you want us to do a booktube, let us know that no. you can reach us. At... <laughs> Sorry, there's genuine panic. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Just ignore that. You can reach us at um, bookshelfcheckout at gmail.com or on Instagram. I'm at the librarian in 3B. And I'm at the bookish cactus. Uh, So until then, we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.